This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Songwriter said it's just another day that the Lord has kept us in. I don't know about you all, but I'm mighty glad about it. Again, we are grateful to be back on tonight. Hope and pray that you all have had a day that was truly blessed, may have had some trials and tribulations through the day. Jesus said in his word, in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so we are glad to be back on another Facebook Live for such a time as this. Again, I have Reverend John Mason to my left and Reverend G. Lewis Tillman. And we're here just to pick up and continue on with what we started last week, which was Second uh, Chronicles 7 and 14. And so we're going to say a word of prayer and jump right into the lesson on tonight. God be with us, God keep us. Brother Mason, if you will, lead us to the throne of grace, please, sir. Father, we come for you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for another day, another opportunity. Thank you for being able to be in the land of the living one more time. Father. Yes, sir. Thank you for this purpose tonight, Father, for coming before your many people, Lord, and being able to share your word, Father. Father, we ask that you use us tonight in a mighty way uh, to give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding for us. Ask that you open up our spiritual eyes and ears and in our hearts, Father, so that we can share exactly what we believe you've given us to share with your people. Father, lead us tonight. Let your spirit lead us and guide us into all truth, Father. And Lord, illuminate us, cause us to see and understand the truth for what it really is, Father. For you said in the word, the truth, you shall know it, and it shall set you free. Yes, Father, we thank you for tonight. I thank you everyone that's listening to us tonight. We ask the same for them, that they feast tonight off of your word, Father. Yes, and that it will be something said tonight that might even bring somebody to know your son, Jesus Christ. Right. And that way they will have a right relationship with you. Thank you for it right now. We just believe it's done. Yes. And we thank you for it and ask you to bless us in a way we've never been blessed before. And that's through your word. Thank you for it right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Jesus. Amen. 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 And again on tonight, we are here. Um, last week we picked up, or rather we left off um, in 2 Chronicles 7.14. It's a very, again, very familiar passage of scripture. Quoted um, often in times like the times that we're going through. Um, it simply says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Um, just a quick synopsis of what we did on last week, and it is, it is posted online and on our YouTube page. And we'll be putting some excerpts up on our Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, also on our other social media pages, we're going to have some little different segments. I started one called, Hey, Real Quick Today. Dr. Mason is working on one, Reverend Mason, what is it? A message from the doctor's office. Yeah, a message from the doctor's office. So, look forward to an upcoming episode coming from that. We're just going to continue to put the Word of God out. But on tonight, we want to continue what we started on last week. Um, we, when we went over last week, we touched on the portion of the scripture up until humble themselves. 
So the text told us, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. And we went over several things, including like the fact of knowing who we are and whose we are. And we touched on something when we actually went off the line, talking about with a lot of Christians, there's an identity crisis. Right. And so Christians really need to know whose we are and whose you are, especially in these troubling and trying times. The world needs to see Jesus through God's children. And we said how it said, he said, if my people, so God claims us. And when he claims us, he said, who are called by my name, he puts his name on us. Now, that's, that's a privilege right there, that God claims us and he knows us, and he still calls us his people. And then we got into the portion about shall humble themselves, and we, we, I think we kind of finished out the segment dealing with pride and having the right attitude and understanding that what you have, you didn't, you didn't amass it by yourself. Everything we have, God allowed us to get it. Some things he blessed us with, some things he just allowed us to have. And so on tonight, we want to go ahead and turn to the portion that says, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. So, Reverend Mason, when he goes on and say, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, watch this, and pray. You know, and is a conjunction. I remember growing up on Saturday morning watching Saturday morning cartoons. Mm -hmm. you know, good old cartoons, wholesome and stuff oh, that like good. that. Yeah. Not like what they got out there now. now. But there was this Saturday morning cartoon called Conjunction Junction. What's your function? And I remember saying, and button all will get you pretty far. But whenever you say and, you join something that wasn't been said previously. Right. So if he says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, mm -hmm. that tells us also the posture of prayer. Right. That we've got, we can't be arrogant when we go to God in prayer. Right. And then right. again, maybe there's somebody out there that really don't even know what prayer is. True. Prayer is simply communicating with God. So, it's having a talk with God. Right. And back in the days, the deacons, boy, they used to put, they used to show up. Yeah. I ran across a video today of an old mother praying, and I sent it out. I said they don't pray like that no more. Mm -hmm. that, that old deacon would say, Lord, here we are, <laughs> knee bent and body bowed. <laughs> <laughs> they say we're an empty pitcher before a full fire. And they get to pray and they say, now, Lord. <laughs> you know why they prayed? Because they knew it was power in prayer. Oh, exactly. exactly. That's some power in prayer. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Pray. You pray. Yes, what did mama and them do for us, mama and them, <laughs> do for us when we were out there doing our own thing? Yeah, mama and them prayed. They prayed. <laughs> they said, they prayed for me. Had me on, somebody prayed for me. Yes, sir. Had me on that night. Took a little time and what praying for me. Yeah. And now I'm sure just like I do, I know you find yourself praying for your son and for your grandkids. Yeah. I'm praying constantly for my daughters and my grandchildren. That's true. And not only that, I'm praying for this world, because this world is in a whoo. It's in a bad shape, man. Bad shape. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like how both of those go together because it sort of tells you that one can't work without the other. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you can't pray in arrogance. You, 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 you can pray, in, but it won't get you nowhere. If, if you try to pray like that, you know, with a proud heart, uh, one of the most uh, uh, seven deadly sins. Hmm. Uh, pride. Right. Uh, you know, God wants to break us down to the point, and, and I like what he what he's talking about here in in, in the lesson. Uh, 
some reason, these people don't want to repent. Mm. You, know? Uh, you know how we are. Uh, whatever we're involved in, whatever sin it is that we're involved in, uh, we, we don't want to let it go. Uh, we want to hang on to it. You know, and, and, and that's a sad thing. Uh, but it's sad because you know it's a sin. Right. But the other thing that's sad about it is that there's pleasure in sin for a season. For a period of time. So it's because of the pleasure that we get from sin that makes us not want to let it go. Even though we know we should be obedient and, and, and let it go and confess it. Uh, to Almighty God, confess that sin. We don't want to confess it because we'd rather take a chance on the chastisement or the consequences that come from sin uh, versus than to let it go and avoid all of that. And so we, we, we hang on to it. Uh, and I think a lot of times what God does uh, is the verse talks about him who uh, thinks he stands, take heed lest he falls. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't humble yourself, then God will humble you. Mm. And, and that's, that's the way he does. Right. If you don't humble yourself, he gives you the opportunity to humble yourself. So if you don't do it on your own, then he'll have to come and do it for you. He can't do it. Because uh, he knows that as long as you're in that state, you're not going to pray. Because if you would pray, he would never state it and say, uh, if my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves, all right, well, why wouldn't they humble themselves? They didn't want to. You can't confess when you're arrogant. Exactly. You can't confess when you're arrogant. So he had to tell them to humble themselves because they, they, wouldn't, they didn't want to and they weren't going to. All right? So he gives this uh, opportunity to you. When some people say, well, he gives you a choice. Well, yeah, it's a choice too. Uh, however, which way you look at it. Uh, but the whole idea is to humble yourself so that you can get to the next step, which is the prayer life. You ever notice that we pray more in bad times than we do good times? Yes, sir. Seems like we pray more when there's a crisis or when there's a sickness unto death or when. Uh, the bills can't be paid, you know, or, or when uh, you, you know that they're about to come and repossess something that you uh, think you own. Uh, we seem to pray more then because there's a much more, uh, I guess you could look at it, all of my options are gone now. I have no more resources that I was depending on at first, and so now. I finally got down to the point humility. I finally got to the point now the way I'm down so low I can't look down no further. I don't have a choice but to do what? But to look up. And so God has a way of getting us to that point because now he's like I haven't heard from you in a while. We haven't been talking in a while. You know? Yeah, there has been no communication at all. You know, don't you realize I'm your father and you my son or you my daughter? But we haven't been talking in a while. And it's been a long time. So I had to do something to disturb you because you already knew that you're supposed to humble yourself, but you didn't. So you didn't give me no other choice but to humble you myself. Mm -hmm. So now that I've humbled you now, guess what we're going to do? We can we're going to communicate. Can talk, but before that, you weren't going to communicate to me. So I had to get you to the next point, and that's prayer. You know, the Bible is written for our learning. Right. And all throughout the Bible, as you just said, there were people that found themselves in situations, Old Testament, yep. and all they could do was pray. Right. Right. Jonah prayed from the belly of the whale. Mm -hmm. 
What's his name? Hezekiah. Yeah. Isaiah came and told him, get your house in order. But I'll surely die. It's true. What did he do? He turned to his face and what? Yes, sir. And started talking to God. That's right. Solomon, when I know I'm going out of order, but when he was confronted with the baby and the two women both yeah. claiming to be the mother of the child. Right. Solomon prayed for what? Wisdom. That's true. Cut him in hand. Yeah, cut him in hand. <laughs> cut the baby in hand. You take that. You know. No, don't do that. Just get her the baby. Right. And here's the thing about prayer. Prayer works too. Yeah, it works. Even yeah, in the right. even in the New Testament, the Bible said men right. ought to always pray. Right. And not pray. That don't mean you're gonna walk around over there and you ain't gotta be all oh thou great Jehovah, thou who is slow to anger and plenteous in mercy and da 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 da. You ain't gotta do all that. Now when Peter got in trouble, he just used three words, Lord, save me. That's true. With Paul and Silas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They say Silas say, <laughs> Paul pray. That's right. Said, the foundations of jail shook. Yes, sir. And opened up all the door. This is one I like that I don't think people get enough. Acts chapter 12. Mm -hmm. When Peter was thrown in prison. Bible said that he intended to put him to death after Easter. But get what we're going on. The church praying for him. We're praying for him. Yes, sir. Now, I don't know who's gonna hear this, but somebody needs to know there's power in, prayer. in a praying church. Yes, sir. There's power in prayer. Here's the thing about prayer too. Y'all not always pray for yourself. The Bible said that the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. We even have to pray for our enemies, which is hard oftentimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ain't easy to pray for the ones that are doing me wrong. But the life of a Christian should be a life of prayer. That's true. Not only living right, but it should be a life of prayer. Exactly. But he says, if my people the very fact that you, you his people mean you ought to be in communication with him. And remember, this was an remember, this was the answer to a prayer that Solomon had prayed in chapter six. Exactly. So that lets us know that God does answer prayer. It's true. That's true. <laughs> Somebody said, I prayed and I prayed and I ain't getting no answer. Keep waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact. Just keep waiting. Right. He'll answer. That's right. Yeah, you know, wait, or whatever else he may say. It's true. And here's the thing about prayer, too. When he answers, you better be sad. You gotta be satisfied with the answer. Because see, there's something we pray for, we don't need. Right. There's something we pray for, God knows will take us away from him. Mm -hmm. There's something we pray for just so we can outshine other people. Right. Watch your motives in prayer. That's true. Watch your motives in prayer. But he said, if my people who are called by my name, and he talking to his people, and I know if you check chapter 6, Solomon said, Lord, if the stranger pray in this place and pray looking to this place, hear his cry too. Right. right. But God said, if my people. Mm -hmm. specific. Yeah. Want to know why the world messed up? Because his people. Instead of praying for there to be some type of peace here on earth, we pray for everything else. Right. Our prayers are directed in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. Here's a question that everybody needs to ask themselves. How's your prayer life? When do you pray? Why do you pray? What do you pray for? What drives you to prayer, to talk to God? What, what leads you to having that conversation with him? How do you respond to his answer to prayer? Are you patient when he does not answer immediately? You know, there's been a lot of people, somebody been on their deathbed. 
And they prayed and they prayed for God to lift them off the death bed. And sometimes God does just that. Sometimes. And it strengthens people's faith and belief. Right. Belief in prayer. Right. But sometimes God take them on home. Mm -hmm. Or let them transition on. Yeah. That right there sometimes messes with people's faith in God. Right. Um, heard a story about a, a rapper one time whose parents were in an automobile accident. I don't know if it's true or not. But they say he prayed and he prayed and he prayed to God. And God did not allow his parents to make it. Right. So he got mad at God and he made a song. And we were in the club dancing to a song that praised the devil because somebody was mad at God because God didn't answer their prayer. <laughs> so he made a song. That he thought God didn't answer. Yeah, well, God answers prayer. <laughs> you said save them. Here's the thing about prayer too. You need to be specific in your prayer. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. And watch this. There's sometimes we don't need to pray about certain stuff. Mm -hmm. But then God tells Samuel, don't pray about it. Saul no more. That's true. Yeah. Some stuff is in the hand of God. Okay. Now, what we ought to be doing is praying that everybody get to know God. Right. But we know the truth of the matter is some people are not. Right. It's true. But they're just not going to do it. Yeah. Prayer is powerful. Prayer works. Yeah. Man, what you do when you don't know what else to do? Pray. <laughs> yeah. What else can you do? And, and, and that's what we should be doing first of all. You know uh, we do it last. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and that's what God told yeah. Timothy. Uh, basically, you know, before he even gets started doing anything, first thing you should do is pray first. Uh, prayer gets things started. Oh. It begins to open up uh, the service or uh, God hears you when you pray. It's almost like uh, uh, when, when you look at what Jesus said, Jesus said, Father, I know you hear me oh. for you always oh, hear me. And, and that's the way God is with us. Mm -hmm. You know, he hears us uh, when we pray, and he's there to answer our prayers. Uh, he has a heart that's tuned into us mm -hmm. because we're his children. And what do fathers do when the child calls on them? Well, we come there, and we're there to uh, aid them and whatever they need at that time. And so uh, I, I, I like here uh, that even, even when you look at people today, uh, they are not in tune with God as far as praying. You know, you look at the United States. The United States has been considered as a uh, the Christian nation. Okay, for so many years they said, oh, the United States is a, is a Christian nation. You know, uh, but they might be considered as a Christian nation. Now, I don't know if they are or not, uh, but they've been considered as a Christian nation. Here, right here in North Carolina, uh, they call us the Bible Belt. You know, in the Midwest too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to be the Bible Belt, you know, and so, uh, I think we're kind of like those uh, uh, Israelites that people were back in, in the day that Solomon uh, uh, prayed for. Uh, our nation is in turmoil like that now. Uh, the way we need to be praying for our nation. Uh, if, if you think about it, everything that they're trying or not trying, it's showing up right now. And it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do? 
And if you notice, while we're focusing, why come we're not focusing on prayer? We say prayer changes things. I mean, this, this is coming from Christian people. We say that prayer changes things. You know? We say that Jesus is the answer. Yes, sir. All right? if, if that's the case, then why are we trying all these other things? Or uh, some of us not trying anything at all. We're sort of like leading it to somebody else to do it. You know, it's like, well, I would get involved in that, but that's politics, and I'm, I'm not going to get involved in politics. And so they leave it up to somebody else to try to solve this thing. And Jesus has already told us, or the Bible right here is telling us, what we need to do is take these steps that he's saying that we need to take. And God is letting us know that I promise you, I've already made a promise to you, that if you take these steps and do like I ask you to do, and do basically, he's not asking him, it's basically a command. He wants, he's trying to command him to do this because he knows the very help that you're asking me for. When you pray, you want me to do this for you. Well, I've got qualifications before I do. If, they, if you don't meet the qualifications first, then I'm not going to do it. And we said last week is basically uh, uh, the type of uh, prayer to where uh, you have to do first before he does. It's conditional. Right, it's conditional. And, and it's always, most times, well, God had two times. You know, he has conditional prayers, and then he has, uh, and see, when I say promises, he has conditional promises, and he has unconditional promises. Conditional promises always basically says that there's something that we have to do first. Right. And then he'll do what he said he's going to do. Right. The unconditionals are, just well, God's going to do what he said he's going to do anyway, regardless of what you do. That's just what he did. Exactly. And so that's, that's where we're at here uh, in a conditional position now to where he's asking us uh, to do these things in order for him to act. And he's like, well, I'm not going to act, not until you do what I ask you to do first. And that's to humble yourself and pray first. And people that don't know how to pray need to know how to pray because prayer is going to be the key that gets you to talk to God. You can't talk to God no other way except through prayer. So until we get to that point to where uh, we know how to talk to God, then everything's going to be silent and nothing's going to happen unless God just decides to do certain things. But you know right now with the times we live in, People are praying like crazy. Oh, yeah. Gas prices, food prices, yeah. the economy, mm -hmm. families, health conditions. Somebody went to the doctor today, found out they had cancer. Yeah. First thing they did is start praying. It's true. Family members that don't pray on a regular basis let somebody get sick. If their hearts aren't too hard, they'll come together and pray. Right. The condition that our world is in now is nothing that surprises or catches God off guard. Mm -hmm. It catches some of us off guard. Right. God already knew where we were going to be at today. And people need to understand that wherever you find yourself at, God already knows you're going to be there. It doesn't matter what you try, what you try to do, what you try not to do. Wherever you are, that's what God knew you were going to be. And you know, if you know where you are, and that's not being right with God, you are in the best position now that you can be in. Because, see, you have to be in a position to where God has to disturb you right where you are in order to get your attention to get you where he wants you to be. And so when we look at where we are, uh, expect for disturbances, chaos, 
and all different types of trials and tribulations to come your way because now God is knocking at your door and he's trying to get your attention. We said last week, he's not going to let you play in the traffic. He might let you get in the traffic, but he's not going to let you stay out there in the traffic because he cares about you too much. And whatever he has to do to get your attention, to wake you up, to get you to communicate, whatever he has to do, that's what he's going to do in order to get you there. And where he wants you at is down on your knees. Life has a way of leading you to talk to the God. A lot of times people, somebody gets sick, and we see it depicted in the movies, like somebody's sick, and it's looking bad, and what somebody will do is they will go to the chapel in the hospital. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, hey, God, it's me. I, I know we ain't talked in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? That ain't God's fault. God been waiting on you. Sometimes we, we're so busy. What did you say? Somebody said something about I'm too busy to pray. Yeah, uh, if I'm mistaken, I think it was Charles Spurgeon. Uh, he said when people say uh, say, "Well, I'm too busy to pray," he said he doesn't look at it like that. He looks at it like this. He said, "I look at I got to pray because I'm going to be too busy." Mm. Not because I'm too busy, I can't pray. He said, because I know I'm not be busy, I got to pray. And that's whole entirely different the way most people look at it. They don't look at it like that. They'll say prayer as a last resort when prayer should be a first resort because if prayer is a first resort, that prayer, that first resort, probably could keep you from making prayer a last resort. Because you might not even have to go into what you went into in order to pray as the last result. This sensitive God will allow us to do. Exactly. So he can do what he needs to do. It's true. Some things he'll allow us to get into. But he's trying to keep us now. Yeah. Yeah. He exactly. told us to go right when we went left. It's true. He told us not to answer that phone call and we answered. He told us don't go over there and win. Don't, don't say that and we say it. So you're always given an opportunity. Exactly. But because of miss, uh, or let's say wrong choices from opportunities, sometimes lead people to free like Christ. True. Some people don't even know, as you said, don't even know how to pray. And there he is in. There is what people call the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's not the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. That's actually a model of how we ought to pray. Exactly. The Lord's Prayer is actually in John 17 when he talks about he has prayed for us. It's true. But prayer is so essential to the child of God. Mm -hmm. Prayer is that personal time with God. Right. But most of us treat our prayer like, hey God, I need this, I need that, I want this, I want that, need you to do this, gotta have this by then. And then we turn the line off. <laughs> and prayers like that, I guess God's still waiting to talk to people. Yeah. Prayer is always in order. You know, they say, well, they took prayer out of school. No. Long as you got a prayer, you always got a prayer. It's true. Because you can pray and folk don't even know it. Right. So how many times have folk come at you the wrong way and you sitting there looking at them but you're praying, Lord, please help me. Mm -hmm. Help me to bridle, as my mama used to say, bridle down my toe. <laughs> Help me not to respond with it. You pray anyway. Oh, exactly. 
Just because you, you're not able to pray out loud don't mean you're not able to pray. And, and, and here's another thing. A lot of people, sometimes people look at you crazy when you pray over your food. Sure. Now, how I many people wish they had food or praying for food? How I many people eat, eating out of trash cans and things of that nature? Mm -hmm. Man, you better pray. And nowadays, you really better pray because you don't know what people doing back there when they prepare your food. Oh, I agree. Somebody said the only uh, no good food is unblessed food. <laughs> True. You better pray over that food before you eat it. But prayer is powerful. Oh, yeah? I mean, and then when you look at it, God gives us a chance. He gives a, the infinite, I mean the finite, a chance to talk with the infinite. Prayer. Some people say they pray so that they, they enter into the presence of God. Paul prayed. If Jesus prayed, don't we think we ought to pray? And Jesus said, Father, I know you always hear me. Sometimes, somebody says some people pray and don't go no higher than sin. God hears. But he does not always respond immediately to what he hears. It's true. It's true. You know, I, I, I like how uh, when the disciple asked him, you know, teach us to pray. Uh, I gave him that model. And then you see him praying the real uh the real prayer, mm -hmm. or as we would say, uh, he, that was his highly priestly prayer in John 17. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I like that prayer because he, 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 he dwells on the relationship that all of us have with him and the Father. And it's a powerful prayer. Uh, you, when you look at him teaching him to pray, and then him praying John 17, then throughout his whole life, he modeled the prayer life himself. So as you said, uh, when it comes down to prayer, who could model it better than the one who you're going to be praying to? <laughs> He's the one. And so since he's taught us how to pray, pray, why can't we don't do it? What, what, what keeps us from praying? Why come it's always the, the, the chaotic times that cause us to pray? Now, when you're in a relationship with somebody, communication is one of the number one things that brings the relationship closer. Communication is, is one of the number one things that gets you to make the relationship more intimate. Mm. Because now you begin to draw closer to that person because now that person talks to you. And if the right questions are asked or, or in that communication process, it draws you even that much more closer now because now you're learning more about this person that you're spending your life with or you're spending time with. And, and that's what God wants with us. He wants that personal relationship with us, uh, a father-son relationship, a uh, father-daughter right. type relationship. It's the intimacy of the relationship that draws you closer, that makes you love him more. You know, uh, we, we look at scripture where it says, well, uh, we love him because, exactly. because he first loved us. Right. Right. Well, when you look at how did he love see, the more you find out uh, how much he expressed his love, how much he really do love us, it makes you want to love him more. And the more you find out about him through his word, studying more about him, it makes you want to uh, be with him more. It makes you want to come to you and have a, uh, this conversation or prayer life with him. Because you realize 
He is your father. He's your heavenly father. And if you, most people, if they sort of had a pretty good relationship with their physical father, then they kind of have some type of idea what talking to your father is about. Uh, what does the father mean to his child? And what does the child mean to his father? You know, so your prayer life will get a whole lot better the more you know about the one that you're praying to. As you're saying, I'm sitting here thinking about Daniel. Mm -hmm. The Bible said Daniel prayed three times a day. Yeah. He opened up his window towards Jerusalem and had a talk with God three times a day. And even when it was, and I hate to say this, but it was dangerous for Daniel to pray. Right. Daniel kept on praying. Yeah. So what do you say? Don't let nothing stop you from praying, mm -hmm. from talking to God. Right. You can talk to God three times a day. You can talk to God 50 times a day. That's true. Your prayers don't have to be long. They just need to be strong. It's true. It's true. And every time you pray, you don't have to ask God for something. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to say, Lord, I don't, didn't come to ask you for anything. I just came to tell you thank you. Just come to tell you how much I appreciate you, mm -hmm. how much I love you, how much I'm, how much I'm so grateful for all you've done for me. Mm -hmm. Prayers don't have to be about always asking God for stuff. Right. Sometimes just just sit down and talk to Him. Yeah. And every time, yeah, every time we get in that car, get ready to go somewhere. One of my prayers is, Lord, you've done it before. Yeah. I pray you do it again. Every time I get, he let me make it back home on Tuesday nights, I tell him thank you. Because yeah. it brought me back down that road safe. That's true. So, Solomon says here that in God's response here to prayer, mm -hmm. you know, Solomon has said, God, if they do this, if they do that, if they do this, if they do that, if they turn and look to this place, we basically we forget them. God comes and says, if my people <laughs> who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. Humble themselves. Again, the implication is they can do it themselves or I can do it for them. The implication is they have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real problem. <laughs> yeah, but Prayer ought to be a part of every child of God's life. We got about three minutes. No time to study. When I think prayer should always uh, cause us to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think God wants honesty out of all of us. Uh, uh, he even talks about uh, unconfessed sin. Uh, really, there's no need of praying uh, if you don't confess your sins. Oh, man, you just open up the door. Because God doesn't hear it. Um, if you're not getting on your knees, to confess sin, uh, there's no need to get on your knee. Uh, and again, I think that's that's what uh, he's, he's telling them. You know that uh, they need to be honest with themselves about uh, what position they are now with God. You know that uh, that their fellowship is out of order because sin has crept in some type of way now. Uh, and so now it's, it's, it's keeping them uh, from doing what God wants them to do. And so he's calling on them to repent, just like uh, I was saying in the United States today. The reason why everything is all in an uproar now is because uh, the nation needs to repent. 
and, and get themselves right with God. Uh, and it's amazing how we can do that, and I say this right quick, how it's amazing how we can do that only when a crisis happens. You know, uh, people turn to God and they pray when a crisis happens. Crisis is not happening. Not praying. There you go. You just said sin causes separation. Isaiah 59 and 2. But your iniquities have separated between you, watch this, and your yeah, God. It's true. And your sins have hid his face from you, watch this, that he will not hear you. It's true. So if we're walking around with unconfessed sins, as you just said, mm -hmm. until we do what First John 8 and 9 say, yeah. confess your sins. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. He won't hear from right. Sin is a blessing blocker, but sin also is a prayer blocker too. That's true. That's true. So, and that's a part of humbling yourself too. Yes. To say that, all right, God, before I come to you, forgive me. Right. Right. Forgive me. Yeah. Men ought to always pray. Pray without ceasing. Again, that does not mean all day long, 24 hours a day, you pray. That means you got an attitude of prayer. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Again, Jesus prayed. Yeah. And when he was in the garden, the Bible said he prayed so intense mm -hmm. that great drops of sweat like blood came down. So, Wherever we find ourselves at on tonight, if you find yourself in need, and here's another thing, and people don't do it enough, sometimes we need to be intercessors. Right. We need to stand in the gap for other people. That's true. Because the truth be told, some people stood in the gap for us. Right. Long time ago. And some people are still praying for us. Mm -hmm. And we pray one for another. I don't care what somebody do for you or what they're going to pray for. I don't care how bad you got it right now. Keep praying. And here's the thing about prayer. Some people can pray one time and forget about it. Whatever situation is, somebody like God is in your hand. They'll leave it alone. But some people have to pray over and over about something. So, Please remember that here Solomon connects humility and prayer. And I, I say this quickly because uh, we, we need to understand that even in our prayer life, that Jesus is that one who stands in the gap. If you want to get the Father to do something, <laughs> You gotta go through Jesus. You gotta go through Jesus first for that. Remember Job over in the book of Job. Job said, uh, "There's not a day's man that's in the gap, basically for him. You know, that's somebody that's going to be there uh, for what he was requesting. He needed someone to stand in the gap for him in order to make that happen." But I said, "There's one, one God and one mediator." Between, between man, exactly, and that's the man Christ Jesus. Yes, sir. And so, he basically, we need that mediator every day. Yeah, and in, in order to get prayers answered, you know, and, and Jesus is that one that stands in the gap for us. Man. Amen. We hope and pray we said something tonight regarding prayer. Somebody may want to check your prayer life. Prayer life. I know I'm going to evaluate mine after tonight. Someone may want to start praying more. Yeah. Somebody may want to start praying for other people. Mm -hmm. We're living in a time where the church needs to stand up and be the church. Yeah. And one way the church can do that is to pray. If my people, which call by my name, to humble themselves and pray. We're going to stop right there. Until next time, we hope something has been said to help you along the way. Hmm. Prayer. <laughs> My God.
Some of us, will, we're here because of God's mercy. But think of all the elderly people that came before us, that prayed for us. Put somebody on your mind tonight, whether it's a family, whether it's a child, whether it's a person on your job, a family member of a situation. Put somebody on your mind tonight and pray for that person before you go to bed. Sure. The Bible again says that God turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friend. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you all glory, honor, and praise, God. Thank you for talking to us, God, and tonight regarding prayer. Thank you for letting us know, God, that we need to stay in constant communication with you, God. Thank you, God, for blessing us. Thank you for the privilege of prayer, God. But thank you also, God, for letting us know that there's a way to come to you in prayer. And that's confessing that, that we come humbly confessing the wrong that we've done. And as the scripture says, our sins have hid your face from us. And you don't hear us because of our sin. It's our iniquities that cause separation between you and us. So when we don't fear you, God, it's not because you're not there. It's because of something we've done or some unconfessed sin that we're carrying. Forgive all of us, God, of sins of omissions and sins of commission. Thank you, God. Continue to bless and be with this ministry. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us on tonight. Um, on this.